Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, April 26, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We're going to welcome in Irene. She needs to enter the conversation because the market is teetering at a very critical level as we discussed last night. Basically, we've got the rubber band thing going on. Once again, when you stretch a rubber band, one of two things has to happen. It either gets to the breaking point or it has to snap back. We've been here before. We've had this discussion before. Sometimes it snaps back. Sometimes, on a rare occasion, it does break. The rare occasion opens the door for the crash-type scenario. Now, you could already make a case that the market's halfway through some kind of a crash. Either way, we're where we are currently, so we have to deal with the tape that is. My particular favorite line in the sand was really 421 from an intraday perspective. Inside the number members had 421.75. That's why we have that up on the board. Either way, certainly once below 421, the market gets into that critical position. It gets into that rubber band is getting stretched too much position. This is nothing new, so we're going to go through it again. SPY weekly chart. So here we are. There are two areas. There's a breakup candle, and the low is 415.79. Let's just see what the low was today. Will anybody be surprised that the low is 416.07? They didn't actually get to the very low of the breakup candle. However, that doesn't mean they can't tomorrow or won't gap below it. We just don't know at this point. But here's the ultimate Irene number, 410.64 on a weekly close. So, for example, from an intra-week perspective, Can they get below the breakup candle low, stay above, or never close the week below the weekly number of 410.64? And the answer is, yes, they can. They can spike one and then be repelled from another. That's certainly possible. We'll just say they're teetering, they're in the Irene zone, and here's the other thing. Starting from last week, the market started doing not the normal 80-20 rule stuff. It started hanging out in the 20% camp, and it continues. So here's the deal. Let's look at yesterday. They come into an important number. They rock it right off of it, finish on the highs of day. The normal thing for the market to do, if it's not going to have a follow-through day, it has a rather quiet day. Maybe it's down a touch. Maybe it's up a touch. But normally, you're going to see some kind of follow-through or follow-through attempt from a reversal day like that. Instead, we have a gap lower, and they close on the lows. This is not the normal thing. It wasn't normal last week. It's not normal now. The market can crack from the not normal thing, for sure. So here's the other thing. I'm just going to lay it out there so you understand my thought process and what's inside my head. I take a look at the market, and I say it's not normal. It's not doing the normal thing. Something else is going on. Maybe they're just bringing everybody to the brink. That's certainly possible. What do I mean by that? You go lower, you go lower. It looks like everything's going to fall apart. And right at the last minute, they rip it back up in the other direction. We've all seen that before. 
and that certainly is on the table, it's a possibility. But being that they're doing the not normal thing, they're hanging around after having bounced off a very important spot, they come back down to run a test and get below it today, close below it, all that stuff, I made a decision based on these facts. And here was the decision. I took the stuff that I had long in the lazy swing trader account. So I had a few stocks on the long side. One was at a slight loss. One was at a slight gain. One was at a slight loss. And I sold them all. Why is that? Because I'm not sure. I don't know. If I don't know, I don't want to be in the market. Here's what I run the risk of. I run the risk of being wrong in the sell, having them rip it back up in the other direction, and missing the opportunity. But here's what I also did. I saved myself from the big gap down, the second guessing, the question, did I do the right or wrong thing, and now I have to sell or maybe sell at a lower price, and then even lower, and you know what happens. When things get worse, they tend to get worse and worse and worse. Now, both sides are on the table. The market is at the brink. I don't need to play ball at the brink this time around, having the market not doing the normal thing. This is inside my head. If the market cracks and goes down, there's going to be a world of opportunity right ahead of us. The main problem we'll have is which trade to take because stuff is going to be hitting numbers after numbers after numbers. Some of those numbers are going to produce the biggest bounces you've seen in a long time. So all that's on the table if they crack them. If they start to rip it back up in the other direction, the tape will establish itself, we'll have a low to trade against, and life goes on from there. So either way, there's another trade around the corner. For today, I decided to step aside. Inside the numbers, it's Turnaround Tuesday, and boy, what is it? Turnaround Tuesday looks like this was it. The main question at Zero Dark 30 was, is it a pullback overnight, and that's what they were doing, are we going to see follow-through or failure? Very important on the Turnaround Tuesday. So right down to the numbers, we have some numbers. We have 428.55. That was needed to get another leg of the rescue operation underway. That's simply getting above yesterday's closing price. If they can, it opens the door for more, but they couldn't, so we don't have to worry about it. But you need to know both sides coming in at zero dark 30, pre-market warm-up routine. On the other side, let's say they fail. 426.07 is still important. Magnetic and our early pivot that will determine whether we see a shakeout operation, test, and a snapback. Now check this out. That was at zero dark 30. This is a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. In the first candle of the day, what's the high? 426.04, three pennies short of that number. Funny how that works. Now you don't know this is going to be the outcome by the end of the day when they miss a number by three pennies in the first few minutes of the day. However, it is telling when you look back. Or more decline like all the way back for a test of 421.75. Let's move along, see what else we have. By the way, look at what happened around 421.75. Again, we use this stuff to learn from for later. And here's what I mean. So Unlike yesterday, when they had a big bounce away from 421.75, today they have a small bounce and they begin to fail and they can't get back over it for very long. 
So what does that tell you? It tells you it's a different kind of tape. It tells you 421 was support yesterday, but now all of a sudden getting below 421 is now resistance once below. It's a different characteristic around 421.75 than it was yesterday. So let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. 921, here's my thinking. I'm a buyer of a pullback on two spots, 425.50 and 423.40. The risk is they go down to 421.75 and run a test. Closing candles below is the non-bull case, and the trade would be wrong and a bad idea. Now, there's your 423.40. That was a number that worked, but the 425.50 didn't work. They went all the way down, and they never really gave you a rally away from that using the two or the average of two prices to have a positive trade. So if you bought the first, bought the second, you maybe got out break even, or when they started to fail below, then you had to get out. Well, that was one trade, but in the room, Jordan did, and a lot of other traders did, only the 423.40 level. That was trader's choice. That was his choice. They got a nice trade out of it. I think they got about 10 points or more out of it. So that was good from a inside-the-numbers live room perspective. Bounce off 421.75 for any trader that wanted it. Let's move along, see what else we have as the morning gets underway. There you go, by 9.40, notice high of day. Right away, we're noticing it. I pointed it out after the fact. It's more meaningful as the day gets along when they can't get back to a price that they should have been able to get to. It's like a gap that's not filled. It's unfinished business, and it becomes worse and worse the farther away they get. Let's keep going. Here we go. The door remains open for a test of 423.40, give or take, as long as they stay below 425.50. That should be pretty self-explanatory from looking at the chart and then seeing it in real time. First, they came up short. Then they went back and did it. We call that unfinished business. So traders that took the trade, 423 424.25 is overhead resistance and the gateway to higher prices. 424.25. There's your line at 424.25. So when they spiked below, they filled that trade. They went up, they spiked it. So that trade was good. If you bought them both, it was not good. It was, by definition, once again, for more than the second time, a tough tape. We're moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. You'll learn something from all the notes each and every day inside the numbers, but we know something pretty cut and dry. If they were going to get below 421.75, the next thing on the board was going to be a visit to and likely a spike below 420. So let's just say 419.85, and you can see down here the 1042 post, 419.85, give or take, is the kind of minimum spike of 420 to be expected. We don't know for sure, but they should get there. Now here's for the visual again. It was first unfinished business, then they finished it, and they had a nice rally away. So any trader that took it upon themselves to buy that for a scalp trade with the potential for more was paid handsomely from the spike of the fat round number of 420. So what we were saying here is unless they recapture 421.75, They're going to pay a visit down there, and they did so. They had a nice bounce away. And here's something of interest. So let's just read the 1231 post. Here's an interesting read, meaning read on the tape. If things were normal, the quick run higher to get above and close the hour above 
421.75 is a sign. Under normal market conditions, let's say things are normal as opposed to normal. They would get to at least 422.50, and if they were strong, they would continue higher on candle closes. If it's not normal, they'll fail again in a rope-a-dope operation. 421.75. Check this out. Here's an hourly chart. Here's the hourly close at 12.30. That's the candle ending 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The closing price is 421.99. So we're going to put that in the camp of there are no accidents or coincidences. Now, here's the granular version, five-minute chart. They run up right at 12.30 to close above that number. So that's why I called it either they're going to continue higher because it's a signal, because that's a really important spot, and they made an effort right at the end of the hour to get there. I've seen that before. That's usually a sign in a normal market. Well, guess what? We're in the 20% camp. It's not a normal tape, and they fell away. Again, you're learning stuff. You learn what the market does, how it operates, what's normal, what's not normal. You can spot it. It's reading the tape. It comes from experience, but the more you read this stuff, the more you watch these videos, the more you learn, the more it becomes second nature. When you see something on the chart, it jumps out at you. It slaps you in the face. Under 421.75, no good type of tape. So that was basically the bottom line. Can you short the tape when they're down this much? It's a very difficult trade. Shorting them in the hole is a very difficult thing to do because they're going to have rip-your-face-off rallies while they're going down. The market goes in both directions. The question is, are you prepared for that? Do you want to sit through one of those rip-your-face-off rallies, even if they're going to come back down later, but at the time, in the middle of the rip-your-face-off rally, A, you don't know that, and B, you certainly don't feel that way. Stocks on the move. Here's another not normal thing, for example. So today, there wasn't a lot of stocks that came from the super scanner. There wasn't a lot of stocks with volume that were trading down into support levels or at least going to approach a support level in the pre-market. Now, it's a little strange since the tape was gapping down to begin with. We have earnings season, yet stuff was just floating around. So they moved after the open. That's a different can of worms altogether. But it's just another signal of a not normal tape. We should have seen six, seven, eight, nine stocks on the move on a day like today. Tuesday, right in the heart of earnings season. Come on. The only one we did have on the board that hit its target entry was TCOM. So here's TCOM getting its haircut at the open. First candle of the day comes up short. The low is $20.93 against $20.92. Then they did a dance and they gave you a trade, but not the whole trade. But the thing is that we don't want them when they come up short like that and bounce around. So I know Jordan took a pass on that price in the room, and guess what? They came into the second price, not necessarily in the manner in which, and you can see what happened. They did the deal off the second price. All right, fair enough. Wasn't a stock on the move type of day. We really didn't get anything of the juicy variety. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We don't need that line anymore. What we do need is to know whether or not they're going to hold this low. 187.92 is the number. Closing price today, 187.74. They did not hold that low. That is a warning signal if there ever was one. In a rope-a-dope type of situation, they may snap back, but we are at Irene. Irene low, 187.92. That's a weekly chart and a daily chart number. 
guess what? They're at the number, they're teetering, the rubber band is stretched, these lines are from stocks on the move, we've got IWM, Triple Q, ES numbers and SPY numbers now, seems to be going well, I'm getting some pretty good feedback that traders like those numbers posted on the board, maybe we'll expand them a little bit. How so? With more numbers. So don't use these lines for anything. This is intraday stuff. This 200 period moving average from a weekly chart perspective really isn't even as important as it once was. We know how this works. You see them making this bearish flag pattern for weeks and weeks and weeks. They stayed in this channel. They're now breaking below this channel. Are they going to stop at the 200? Well, certainly, at least for a while. They spike it. They snap back. They fight it. That's normal garden variety behavior. Whether or not it holds longer term is a different situation altogether. It's not the same type of support as it once was. Below this channel, it is Irene time. This is the last line of defense. That's not new news to anybody. That is old news. That is familiar news. That is still current news. Same routine with the Qs. The low here, 317.45. You can see the number on low, 317.45, closed today below that low, 317.14. Again, that's a flare up in the air. They're at the brink. There could be a snapback. It's always possible. We could wake up to some kind of news item that jolts the market in the upward direction. You have a rescue operation underway. Whatever it is, it's always possible. You never know where they're going to run a rescue operation from, but when we're just evaluating the tape, saying this is what it is. We can't anticipate a rescue operation. We're saying this is what it is. They closed below an Irene number. The last line of defense is the Friday close below that number. That breakup candle low. They can spike it intra-week. They can recover by the end of the week. And there can be one heck of a rally if that happens. But once below that Irene number, remember... The dam begins to open. That's why she's Irene. The folks down at the transportation department, you have the same failure from the reversal from yesterday. They put in a nice reversal yesterday. They needed follow-through for the bulls to keep on the right side or their side of the market. Well, guess what? You had the same failure today. It's ominous. Everything about the market is telling you either there's going to be one heck of a fake-out operation sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew, and their job is designed to look like this. They need to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. We all know all that, but the market is telling us right now by looking at these charts, Irene is in the house, look out below, all these markets, not necessarily from a price perspective, like the transports aren't at the critical price right now, that's down here if they give up their Irene number. It's actually down here, but they're failing. So you have to look at it objectively and say, they're failing. We talked about the financials. Look at this one, same routine. Yesterday, there's a rescue. Today, you're right back down below. Yesterday's low, 35.33, closing price. And you know where this is going. No accidents or coincidences, 35.32. How you doing? Same routine, Irene. Need I say more? We had two numbers on Smash Mouth. One was about 230 and change. I took it off the board. The second number was 228.15. What was low today? Low was exactly 
228.61. They finished on the low. This number is not the same as it was before. Weekly chart, they already closed below this breakup candle low. So they're already ahead of the power curve. Well, guess what? Smash Mouth is a good proxy for the tech space, just like the transports are a good proxy for the overall health of the market, the health of the economy. That's what that's a proxy for. The market's not the economy, don't get me wrong, but it is a mark for the health of the economy. If we're moving stuff around the country, the transport should be doing well. If there's a pullback underway, meaning a pullback from moving things around the country or supply chain crunches for different reasons, all that stuff, the transports can suffer. If the transport's suffering, it's a pretty good indication things are slowing down. If things slow down, the market's going to tell you that ahead of time by virtue of what? By virtue of the transports already going lower. So the transports go lower, it's a sign that the health of the market is not in good shape. Monthly chart. These take a long time to play out. From a symmetry perspective, this may be it. However, if the dam breaks and everything's going lower, where's this going? About 210, 209, 208, in that general ballpark. That doesn't have to be all they're going to. It's just kind of the next major stop. If we're getting the rubber band snapping scenario. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.